the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Immediately going to my guest, who needs no introduction, Larry Elder, who, God willing, and I don't use that term in any cute way, and I don't know when God intervenes in life. Having said both of those, I will still repeat, God willing, he will be the governor of California. Uh, first of all, let me just say that uh, I, I had the honor of speaking at a, a major fundraiser for Larry Elder last night, and uh, he was so magnificent and so captivating of the audience. The people looked at him with hope. I mean, he's really a source of hope at this time. It's the darkest time in America since the Civil War, and uh, we need we need that hope. So, Larry, you have a lot on your shoulders. Do you feel it? I do feel it, Dennis. Um, but as I said, I think last night, uh, I think unknowingly, I've been preparing for this all my life. I've been talking about these issues of crime and of the rise in, in uh, homelessness and the outrageous cost of living here in California. And you know what to do to better manage the the water supply what to do to better manage fires so without knowing it by having guest after guest after guest talking about these kinds of things and thinking about them i've been preparing for this all my life as for all of the negativity that's the, that's come forth every day it's something new i steeled myself for that too i i knew that when you uh, run and when you threaten the uh the the, the established order uh, they're going to go absolutely bonkers and in this case, one of the things they're really concerned about, Dennis, and I think you and I talked about this uh, last night, uh, is that when I become governor, and should, uh, God forbid, something happen to Dianne Feinstein, and my understanding is she's more, uh, uh, she's more challenged mentally than even Joe Biden, because no one's seen her in I don't know how long, I would have the opportunity to replace her, and that would change the balance in the Senate. And, of course, they are absolutely crazy, insane over that, because the balance right now is 50-50, and this would be a dramatic shift in power for the Republicans. And when I become governor, I most certainly would replace her with a Republican senator. So they're concerned about that in addition to the other things. Dennis, if California, a blue state, could elect a common-sense conservative like Larry Elder, that means other states could, too. I assume you're familiar, but I only learned about it last night, that a former major figure in the Democratic Party in California, a Hispanic woman, has endorsed you? That's right. The former uh, state senator and former Senate majority leader for the Democrats, Gloria Romero, has endorsed me. Uh, and I think it's because of pretty much two things. I support uh, choice in public education. I call them government education, government schools. So the money would follow the child rather than the other way around. There's going to be a ballot initiative for educational savings accounts. So the $15,000 we're spending per student would go into an account that the parent uh, would then control so that the parent could put a child in a religious school, in a charter school, or a private school, or even use the money for homeschooling. Uh, that is something that uh, the Hispanic community desperately wants because 
80% of the kids educated in our government schools are black and brown, and they're getting the worst education. Our scores are near the bottom of all 50 states. 75% of black boys cannot read at state levels of proficiency. Half of third graders cannot. Uh, and a disproportionately high percentage of these students are uh, Hispanic students. And they're aware they're getting the worst teachers, the worst principals, the worst administrators. Uh, they're not going in the west side. They're not going into the, the valley. They're going into south central areas where they're heavily Hispanic. The other reason, I believe, is because of crime. Crime has gone up. Crime, violent crime up is in, up in San Francisco. It's up in Oakland. It's up here in L.A. It's up in San Diego. And by violent crime, I'm talking, of course, about shootings and homicides up about 40 percent. And the people who are disproportionately victimized by that are black and brown people. I saw a poll recently that said 81% of black people want the same manpower of the police or they want it higher. So this whole business about defund the police is completely inconsistent with how regular people feel. No, it's a white left-wing uh, construct. That's the, the irony of all of this. But people who live in gated communities want to defund the police. So I'm curious tactically... Are, are you, for example, is your campaign taking out ads on, on Spanish media uh, with, with this woman speaking on your behalf? We are, uh, and they should be rolling out pretty soon. And I've cut an ad uh, where I speak in my halting Spanish. Uh, that's going to be going out pretty soon, too. Um, and um, the other thing, though, though, Dennis, is the rise of cost of living. You know, when people are leaving California, I'm talking about middle-class people, people making between 50 and 100 k the number one reason they cite for leaving is the price of a home. Uh, and the price of a home in California just hit average price $800,000. That's 150% above the national average. One of my frequent guests over the years, Dennis, has been a guy named Leo Haney, and he's an econ professor uh, from UCLA, writes a lot about real estate. And he says because of rules and regulations like CEQA, the California Environmental Quality Act, the average price of a home in California is literally 50% higher than it otherwise would be. Now, homes in California have always been higher than homes outside of California because of our seismic concerns, but they've only been around 30% higher. Now they are 150% higher, again, because of the rules and regulations pushed by these environmental extremists that have had a stranglehold over Sacramento for the last 20 or 30 years. I I don't see why you would not make a huge inroad in, in into the Hispanic community, especially. I think this woman is is the the tip of an iceberg. I think so. And uh, if you look at the the polls, uh, over well over fifty percent of Hispanics support the recall. It's the only so called minority group. I'm talking about blacks and Asian Americans that do. By the way, also the majority of uh, we call them non party preferences or decline to state or independence. The majority of independents also are supporting the recall. So, uh, you know, it seems to me that uh, a lot of Hispanics are beginning to uh, resent being taken for granted. Uh, and by the way, uh, an overwhelming percentage of Hispanics voted for Gavin Newsom just two years earlier. Now the majority of them want him recalled. So I'm, I'm reading here that uh, he's uh, looking, uh, Gavin Newsom is looking to Hollywood to help bail him out. <laughs> right. There was a big article in The Hollywood Reporter uh, that he sent out an SOS, a mayday, to Hollywood, and some of these bigwigs are now putting money into his coffers. Uh, it's Hollywood, it's uh, big tech, it's the teachers' union, it's the public sector unions. And so far, I've read that he's raised about $50 million. That's a, a margin of 9 to 1, uh, the amount of money he's raised versus the amount of money the recall side has raised. So he'll dramatically outspend me. 
But uh, Proposition 16 was dramatically outspent. That's a proposition that would have reintroduced race uh, in matters of hiring and public contracting and admissions into colleges and universities. The uh, side that wanted to do that uh, outspent the other side 20 to 1. Uh, and the side that says, uh-uh, we want this to be a colorblind society. We don't want to use race as a factor in any of these areas. Uh, one. So, you know, the money only goes so far. There's just 24 hours in a day, and ad after ad after ad after a while uh, begins to lose some of its effectiveness. And I think that might, might very well happen here. I don't know the answer to this, so, and I'm, I don't know if you do, but I'm curious what you think. When, when the Los Angeles Times, which, which has no prestige in my, in my mind, but nevertheless, it exists. When it has a columnist say that you are the uh, the black face of white supremacy, uh, an idea that uh, is as convoluted as, as gravity doesn't work. Uh, what do you think that helps, hurts, or is not even heard? Well, in the case of the Los Angeles Times, I actually think it helps because they've written a series of articles, each one more scathing than, scathing than the one before. Uh, the one you're referring to, where I was called the black face of white supremacy, uh, was preceded by another one that all but called me a black David Duke. Uh, and they said that I twisted, I twist numbers in order to advance my agenda, but they never give any specific example of what numbers I twist. I, I suspect they're upset about my saying things like 70% of black children into the world without a father married to the mother. That's a fact. It's also a fact that Barack Obama said a kid raised without a father is five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. Now, that number of blacks entering the world without a father married to the mother was 25% in 1965 when Lyndon Johnson launched what I considered to be an ill-fated war on poverty. And it seems to me that um, rather than attack me for raising these numbers, you ought to figure out what's going on and what we can do uh, to deal with this. It's a fact that of, of the homicides here in America, half of them are black victims, almost all killed by uh, other black people. It is a fact that the number one uh, cause of preventable death for young black men uh, is homicide, as opposed to the number one cause of preventable death for young white men, accidents like car accidents or drownings. It's a fact that a young black man is eight times more likely to be a victim of a homicide compared to a young white man. Now, instead of t- attacking Larry Elder for, quote, twisting facts, we ought to deal with what these facts mean and how we can improve this. But that's that's what they want to do. And in order to, and when I say these kinds of things, this makes me the, quote, black face of white supremacy. I mean, it seems to me anybody, no matter whether you like me or not, should be disturbed by these facts. And, and we ought to be talking about what we can do to make things Ele- better. Electelder.com, correct? Correct. All right, hold on. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 
800-500-8384. Hi, everybody. Larry Elder, who is uh, one of the last best hopes of this country at this time, is on with me. So we were talking about the accusations made against you in the Los Angeles Times, among other places, and I want to talk about the among other places, but stay with the L.A. Times for a moment. So you you have been attacked for misogyny. By the way, folks, I I know many of you know this, not all of you know this. I I have been a close friend of Larry for about uh, 30 years. I, 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 I think I know Larry pretty well. I have never been fooled in my life by a person's character. I I am proud to say that, and I am lucky to say that. Uh, No one in my personal life has ever disappointed me. That's a big thing to say. I have pretty uh, good antennae. This is a a terrific human being. Courageous, noble, truth-telling, all the good things. Uh, We're we're blessed to have him as a candidate. You don't even have to react, Larry, because you're probably uh, blushing uh, uh, under your white superiority... uh, face. <laughs> so uh, I looked this up about your misogyny, uh, where you are quoted as saying that women do not have a, something to the effect, do not have the same grasp on, uh, in, on national and international data and facts uh, as men do. And uh, I looked it up. It was an article you wrote uh, 10 years ago, uh, or 20 years ago, 2000. 20 years ago. Yeah. And all you did was cite various academic statistics on this fact men and women were tested and found that men women did not know as much about certain events in the world and current events that than men did so all of these institutions are presumably misogynist as well well that's right i was quoting a study that was done by the university of pennsylvania's annenberg school of journalism uh, and they asked men and women 25 questions about politics and men knew more than women did in 15 of the questions uh, they knew the same in nine, and women knew more than the men did in one. Women were, were more concerned about what are called she issues, Social Security, health care, education, and men were more concerned about taxes, the economy, and foreign policy. Uh, as to why women knew less than men did in those 15 categories, I quoted a professor who's still there. She's left wing, and she said the reason for this is that women predominantly get their news from local news, and, quote, watching local news makes you dumber, close quote. She said that. I didn't. And that has gotten me accused of thinking that women are dumber than men. I've never said any such thing. Furthermore, Dennis, I've written probably since April of 1998 when I began my syndicated column approximately 1,100 columns. And I've also written that men, that young men make less money than young women do in virtually every city. And I'm comparing men to men, not just apples to apples, just not, not job to job, just young men make less money than young women and have done so for the last several years. That was not quoted. I also said there are more women in college today than men. That was not quoted. I also said the percentage of women entering medical school and entering law school is now equal to the percentage of men entering medical school and law school. That was not quoted. So out of all the articles I've ever written, that was selected, and they was, of course, interpreted that Larry thinks women are dumber than men. I've never even remotely suggested such a thing. The IQ of the average man is 100. The IQ of the average woman is 100. Well, that's one advantage uh, that Gavin Newsom has over you because he's never written anything. Right. 
perspective, never written anything, never had to defend anything the way you and I have done every day for decades. Um, and again, I, I probably, most of my show was four hours long, Dennis. When you and I were at the same station, I had a four hour long show. So I probably have done about 27,000 hours of talk radio in the last 30 years. Again, 1,100 columns in the last, uh, since April of 1998. And this is the best they can do? Yeah, that's right. This is the best they can do. Uh, that plus, I also looked up, I've done a lot of research on, uh, on your, on your uh, candidacy. They, the, the Guerrero, the, the, I don't remember her name, uh, first name at the LA Times, who said that you, uh, you twist facts with regard to uh, blacks and crime. So it was underlined, it was a URL, uh, and everybody seeing that on the internet thinks, oh, this, Jean Guerrero, th- that, uh, oh, this backs up my claim that Larry Elder twists facts. So I clicked on it. All it was was your listing of the facts. There wasn't even a hint that you twisted any. Again, this is uh, typical of the kind of treatment I've gotten from the L.A. Times over my entire career. And by the way, that's why I'm asking people to go to electelder.com and throw something in the tip jar, because Gavin Newsom has raised around $50 million so far from the usual suspects, the teachers' union, the public sector's union, uh, big tech, and Hollywood. Uh, and I'm going to be outspent probably by a factor of nine to one. But, Dennis, the L.A. Times has never reviewed any of my books. I have published about a half a dozen books, including collections of my columns. Two of my books made the L.A. Times bestseller list, and they've never reviewed any of my books. You know my documentary that came out last year on Juneteenth called Uncle Tom, an oral history of the black conservative. It grossed more money than all of the five that were nominated for best documentary last time for the Oscars combined had a higher IMDb rating, International Movie Database rating, than any of the ones that was nominated. Uh, and the LA Times did not write one word about it. As for my very first book, the New York Times bestseller, called The Ten Things You Can't Say in America, Dennis, I was invited on the Jay Leno Show to talk about it. LA Times couldn't have cared less. So they've done this my entire career. Yeah, well, they, of course they do that. Look, you're the lowest of the rung. Um, uh, uh, every conservative is ignored. Or, or, or defamed, uh, but a black conservative uh, is uh, is considered uh, the ultimate threat to the hegemony uh, of the uh, of the left wing party. You mentioned last night, which I had known as I as I mentioned in in speaking before you did, and, and talking about you that I was in Chicago last week, and when your name was mentioned, the place erupted. Uh, in applause. The people were crazed hearing your name. That's Chicago. Uh, This is a national and you noted international event you're running. Well, that's right. And uh, at the risk of sounding uh, less than uh, less than uh, humble, uh, this is going to be a bigger earthquake than even Donald Trump uh, winning the election in 2016, because at least half the country uh, is uh, independent slash conservative. When in California, Democrats outnumber Republicans by a factor of two to one, almost two and a half to one. Independents outnumber Republicans. So this would be uh, a bigger deal for for me to win in California, a blue state, than for Donald Trump to have won uh, the the, the uh, presidency in 2016. Obviously, the presidency is a bigger, more important office, but California is the biggest state, 40 million people. It's the fifth largest economy. This would be a big, big deal, and that's why they're so scared. Electelder.com, folks. Give what you can. One final quickie. We, don't, we only have a few seconds, as you well know, from radio. I have a suspicion that you have been touched 
by people's reactions to you during this campaign? I have been, Dennis. People have come up to me crying, telling me that I've given them hope. I was thinking about leaving California. Now I'm not going to. People have come up to me and told me I've left California. Now I may come back. People are hurting, Dennis. They're hurting because of the crime, hurting because of the way the state was shut down. A third of all small businesses gone forever, hurting because of the homelessness. All right, all I can say, i got to let go, Larry. God bless you. You really are a hope for all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, doesn't happen overnight. I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee. At NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. Electelder.com, that's uh, where you should go and help. My uh, dear friend in Omaha just texted me that he, again in Nebraska, that he's donated $1,000. Everything that's said about Larry is all hate. It's all lies and hate. There are few people in the world I know as well as I know Larry. I'm in a unique position to talk to you about him. We've been close for 30 years. The joy that uh, his running brings me is... uh, When we spoke last night before the event, big fundraiser in, in L.A., he said, that it must have, he said something to we were private, something to the effect that I, I'm sure I could share it, that it must bring me great joy because I, I brought him to a radio and uh, was instrumental in his running. And I, I said, Larry, you cannot imagine the joy it brings me. So I'm just... Uh, sharing an emotional part of me that's involved in in his candidacy. There's an emotional part in general because I'm so uh, bloody worried about my country. Every generation has to battle for liberty. We're losing the battle. The left is winning. doesn't mean it won. It just means it's winning. The bad are often winning in wars, and usually they have a head start. So people are are caught unawares. I mean, you didn't expect sending your child to school would produce a bad human being, an unthinking, uncritical fool who's also mean. But that's the purpose of most teaching in our elementary schools and high schools 
is to produce an unhappy, bitter, angry human being. Your child will not be made better by school. There are virtually no schools that do that. Some do, virtually none. But the chance that your child will be made worse, uh, the chances are quite high. That is the... uh, the teachers' unions are evil. They're, they have no interest in, in teaching or in students. They're left-wing organizations that speak in the name of students. That's all they are. They're radical left organizations. They're Bolsheviks, to use the, the Russian term. How did the teaching profession get so low? Morally low, intellectually low, because the left took it over. Same is happening in medicine. Same is happening in corporate America. I just learned right now about Verizon, which I ask you to abandon. City Journal, Verizon has launched an internal program teaching that the United States is a fundamentally racist nation and encouraging employees to support a variety of left-wing causes including defunding the police. According to documents that I have obtained, the I being the great Christopher Rufo from a whistleblower, Verizon launched the Race and Social Justice Initiative last year and has created an extensive race re-education program based on the core tenets of critical race theory, including systemic racism, white fragility, and intersectionality. In the flagship Conscious Inclusion and Anti-Racism Training Module, Verizon Diversity Trainers instruct employees to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities and, according to their position on the privilege hierarchy, embark on a lifelong anti-racism journey. Employees are asked to list their race, ethnicity, gender, gender identity, religion, education, profession, and sexual orientation on an official company worksheet. Then consider their status according to the theory of intersectionality, a core component of critical race theory that reduces individuals to a network of identity categories, which determine whether they are an oppressor or oppressed. This is Verizon. So, I don't know if T-Mobile and AT&T are as viciously anti-American, but I do know Verizon is and you are welcome to tell them to go to hell. I, I know of a, no other uh, answer to the what they're doing to our country. Hi, everybody. On an inspiring note, the Jewish High Holy Days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement and the New Year, are coming up. For 15 years, I have conducted services in the L.A. area, I will be doing so again this year. For information on the, on attending the services, people of every background do, uh, send me an email at DennisPrager.com. For the rest of you around the world, I will be for the first time live streaming it through SalemNow.com. And I promise you will be deeply moved. 400,000 people viewed my Passover Seder during the lockdown in 2020. I have a way of explaining 
religion for people of all backgrounds, from atheist to non-Jew to Jew, obviously. And you will be touched. And since it's being recorded live, if you miss any part, you can watch it later. That's at SalemNow.com for the live streaming and send me an email for attending the actual services. A place to meet kindred spirits, if nothing else. At times like this, this is exactly what people need. This country and the world are in danger. Afghanistan is going to see so much terror and so much slaughter and so much torture and so much rape. And I said so the entire time. I was completely opposed to withdrawing from Afghanistan. I was right. It brings me no solace or comfort to say I was right. Because I think rationally, I almost never allow emotion to dominate my thinking. The argument that we're there 20 years, it's time to leave, is it 100% emotional argument. There is not an intellectual scintilla of rationality in that argument. The answer to the question is, so what? The question is not how long we are there. The question is, is it good that we are there? Now, you see, it isn't good when we leave. I knew the Taliban would take over. Did you not? And I'm speaking to fellow conservatives. I think think at least half the conservatives of the country wanted to leave. But we're not there to do nation building. The hell with nation building. That's not why we were there. We were there to prevent Afghanistan from becoming a terror state. And the price was relatively minimal. 25 to 3,500 soldiers, almost none of whom get killed. They did at one point, but they haven't for years. There isn't a single shocking thing except the way Biden, the most incompetent, uh, awful, bad crook to be president of the United States, not in my lifetime, in American history. The man's a crook. He's a nothing. He stands for nothing except Joe Biden. He was elected sitting in a basement. He was elected because the press convinced people, if either that or cheating or both, convinced, convinced people that Donald Trump is Satan. Donald Trump is an angel compared to Joe Biden, a bloody angel. Daily Mail tells a story today about ISIS-K. It's a branch of ISIS. It stands for Khorasan, a historic region covering Pakistan and Afghanistan and parts of Central Asia. This is from 2017, just reported now in Daily Mail. Dressed in white coats and carrying stethoscopes, three young men walked unchallenged into Kabul's 400-bed Sardar Mohammed Daoud Khan Hospital and made their way to the upper floors. Then outside the building, situated opposite the heavily fortified U.S. Embassy, there was a loud bang. The noise from the detonating suicide vest of a comrade acted as a signal for the trio to pull a selection of hand grenades and AK-47 assault rifles from beneath their medical clothing before opening fire. 
By the time the chaos had died down, died down, several hours later, more than 30 doctors and patients had been murdered and roughly 50 more wounded. How's that? That's who's going to take over Afghanistan. And you think they'll keep it in, in Afghanistan? And all because people were tired of being there 20 years? Are you tired of being in Korea 50 years? Further casualties included the three attackers who were shot by Afghan special forces. Their brazen and pitiless attack, which unfolded in broad daylight one afternoon in March 2017, was carried out in the name of ISIS-K, a local branch of the notorious Global Terror Network. Founded in 2015, its followers aimed to establish an Islamic caliphate across Khorasan, that area in Pakistan and Afghanistan. The terror group is now such a threat that fear of an attack by ISIS-K is being used to justify the U.S.'s refusal to delay its withdrawal from Kabul airport after the August 31st deadline set by Joe Biden. In a statement released Tuesday night, the U.S. president claimed, Every day we're on the ground is another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. May this year, ISIS-K killed at least 68 Afghans and injured another 165 when they detonated three car bombs outside the Saeed al-Shada school for girls in Kabul. Girls should not be in school. Where are the feminist groups on the withdrawal from Afghanistan? I'll tell you where they are. They're in cricket's land, just as they are about girl sports. Allowing biological males to compete against girls. Yeah. Women's groups care about women as much as the left cares about blacks and as much as teachers' unions care about students. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. This is Fundraising Month for Prager U. We're fighting for this country and we're doing a lot of good work it's like a race between PragerU and other groups doing wonderful work and the left. We're having a big impact, but the left is winning. It's just it's, it's obvious. doesn't mean they will win. Wherever I go, I wish, I wish, maybe we should even do this. Maybe a someone with a video camera should follow me for a week uh, while I travel what's the young people come over to me almost all young and and how happy they are to meet me the issue is zero to do with ego it has to do with the the positive impact that PragerU was having in their life If they, if they don't have us, they really don't have a coherent, consistent voice representing what America was founded to be, a free country. Liberty, in God we trust, e pluribus unum, the American trinity on every coin. The left hates all three, from many one, <laughs> as Thomas Friedman one of the people helping to dismantle this country in 
his columns in the New York Times that almost nobody reads. And uh, by the way, I, I will raise at least $10,000 to have a debate with Thomas Friedman anywhere about America. Just, just He'll never do it. They never do it. They never debate. For good reason. They lose. They have. There is no intellectual basis to a New York Times columnist, with the exception, with one or two exceptions. They don't debate. They smear. Somebody was telling me, I think, was it Larry Elder was telling me? Somebody was telling me about a reporter who asked, uh, uh, oh, yes, I think it was Larry who told me this, was challenged on the minimum wage. And she said she, he said, or she said that uh, her her field of study in college was uh, economics. So Larry actually said to her, I'm almost certain it's Larry, name an economist. And she couldn't. She got a degree in economics and could not name an economist. How much did her parents pay for that college? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.